This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We have got a ton of news about hybrids in today's show, and we start out in China. And that's because the Chinese government just reclassified hybrids as, and I quote here, low fuel consumption passenger vehicles, close quote. The reason that is significant is because China has a point system that's meant to boost the sales of electric vehicles. And any vehicle whose wheels are driven by internal combustion engines has points taken away. Automakers will still lose points for making hybrids, but it's no longer as many as a gasoline-only or diesel-only vehicle. It also means automakers will have to spend less money producing more costly electric vehicles. And this is really going to benefit automakers like Toyota and Honda, who lobbied the Chinese government to get the rule change. Sales of EVs in China are not meeting expectations, and Toyota argued that hybrids would help the government achieve its goals to reduce pollution more quickly. The new policy only runs from 2021 until 2023, but China could do even more to help automakers. Reuters reports that the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology is considering easing off its point system. It could allow automakers to use the points that they generate next year to offset the negative points that they earned this year. If it makes that move, some believe that new vehicle launches, which are more likely to be green vehicles, will be pushed back so automakers can take advantage of that change. Even though Toyota unveiled the new RAV4 plug-in hybrid already, it made a number of improvements before it went into production. When it was unveiled at the LA Auto Show last year, Toyota claimed it would go about 39 miles in pure EV mode. Now, that's been bumped up to 42 miles. And it said the PHEV would deliver around 90 miles to the gallon equivalent. Now that's at 94. And Toyota is clearly out to smash the perception that hybrids are pokey. The RAV4 Prime delivers 302 horsepower and will go from 0 to 60 in just 5.7 seconds, making it the fastest four-door that Toyota sells. The price starts just a tick over $38,000, and a fully loaded one costs over $50,000. In the U.S. market, it qualifies for a $7,500 federal tax rebate, and Toyota is looking into how people who lease the vehicle can get that write-off directly, because usually the rebate goes to the leasing company. The new Ford Focus Hybrid is now available to order all across Europe, That setup pairs a 1-liter turbocharged 3-cylinder engine with a 48-volt starter generator and lithium-ion battery, which is mounted under the passenger seat. Two power levels of about 155 horsepower and 125 horsepower are determined by the output of which starter generator is offered. It also allowed Ford to lower the engine's compression ratio and install a larger turbocharger. Along with cylinder deactivation, the new Focus Hybrid is 17% more efficient than the outgoing 1.5-liter gas-only engine with a six-speed manual. The Focus is offered as a four-door, a five-door, and station wagon, and all of them can be ordered as a hybrid. 
And speaking of electrified vehicles, Nissan is studying developing batteries and a production system to make them with Chinese battery manufacturer Sunwoda. The batteries would be used in Nissan's e-power vehicles, which are extended-range electric vehicles where a gasoline engine charges the battery. Nissan says it will now extend its e-power technology into the small B and C segments, and it's going to do that globally, and it hopes to sell more than a million electrified vehicles a year around the world by 2023. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Car sales are taking a beating this year due to COVID lockdowns. LMC Automotive predicts that sales of new cars will be around 70 million globally, but that's down 20 million from a year ago. So when will sales recover? Here's what Jeff Schuster, an analyst with LMC Automotive, had to say on last week's AutoLine After Hours. You know, when you look at the pattern, you really have to look at this in scenarios because frankly, we don't we don't really know how this is going to play out. Um, obviously, there's some indicators that are that are happening right now that are positive. Um, and I think when you look at it overall, I'd call our base case, uh, we'll call it a, a modified V, so somewhere between a V and a U. Um, but we are modeling a V shape, U shape, an L shape, and, and a W is somewhere in the middle of all of that because it really is... Um, you know, it's within the probably the U and the L uh, that we get, uh, you know, you get a, a kick up and then it, it comes back off with the second wave. So we're kind of looking at all of that. But right now, our expectation would be, you know, relatively decent um, a return to demand over the course of the next few years. I guess that's the good news. The bad news is if you look at it collectively uh, over the next five years, we're probably talking about cumulative volume loss in the 55 to 60 million unit range globally. And of course, you can watch that entire show right now on our website or our YouTube channel. Say, if you're an automotive supplier, which is the best automaker to do business with? Well, according to the annual supplier survey conducted by Plant Moran, suppliers in North America overwhelmingly say Toyota is the best. Then come Honda, GM, Ford, FCA, and Nissan. Toyota and FCA were the only ones to improve their scores from last year, but FCA lags well behind Toyota. The survey involves purchasing people in a variety of areas, from body and white to interior and powertrains, including EVs. It measures OEMs on trust and communication and how easy or hard they are to work with. Tomorrow, Ford's going to show all of us in the media all the details of the all-new F-150. But just to whet our appetites, it released the silhouetted picture of the front end. The one thing that comes through loud and clear is the C-clamp design of the headlamps. And you know what? If you look carefully at pickup headlamps from Chevrolet, GMC, and Ram, you'll notice they too incorporate C-clamps into their headlamp design. Designers like the look, which they feel makes these trucks look stronger, and subliminally convey the message that the truck is not just for getting around, it's like another tool in your toolbox. By the way, Ford will reveal the new F-150 to the public on YouTube on Thursday night. Speaking of Ford, it finally decided to move the reveal of the Bronco back a week to July 13th. Originally, it was going to be on July 7th, 
But that's the birthday of O.J. Simpson, who famously was involved in a long police chase while riding in a white Ford Bronco. And even though that happened 27 years ago, that episode is still controversial enough that Ford recognized the reveal would dredge up too much coverage of O.J. instead of focusing on the new Bronco. So they moved the date. And you know, pickup trucks are the bread and butter of the Ford Motor Company. And to get an idea of how much people love their trucks, the company commissioned a survey of 2,000 American truck owners, about 40% of which were Ford owners. When asked what they would give up for a year before they would ever give up their truck, 82% said a streaming service. 79% said they'd stop drinking alcohol. And 71% they'd give up coffee. One quarter have given their truck a name, and 15% of them have a tattoo of their truck or related to the truck somewhere on their body. But owners are a bit split on electric trucks. 40% said they're actually excited about the idea of an electric pickup. 38% said they'd switch to an electric if it did not compromise on power, capability, and functionality. And 35% said they would switch if an electric pickup had lower maintenance costs. Okay, all you gearheads, be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours on this Thursday when our guest is going to be Jim Owens, the marketing manager for Ford Performance. That's the part of Ford that handles the GT, all the high-performance Mustangs, the Raptor, and the ST, and the RS models. No doubt you have questions you'd like us to ask them, so start thinking about them. And then join Gary and me for some of the best gearhead talk in the industry. And that wraps up this report. Thanks for joining us.